So how many of you debated if you should come to church this morning? You can't imagine the debate I had if I should have church. We should have church this morning, you know? I, uh, <laughs> my mom got a call from her pastor, because she's here, but she's her, their lay leader. And she got a call from him, and he said, the DS says we should not have church. And my mom said, okay. He says, what's Tessa doing? She called me, what are you doing? I said, I'm having church. Well, Kaylin's church canceled. I said, yes. Kaylin's church, that's my sister, canceled because they're over 250 in average attendance and over 250 people gathering, they're asking them not to gather. Oh, I said, we're not that high yet. Just a warning, a heads up, a, a, a note. There's a really good chance this week we're going to be said, it's going to be shared that with more cases that they can't trace, they're going to ask groups of people that are 20 to 50 and above not to gather. So there's a chance next week we won't be gathering here. Now, that's one of the reasons I wanted us to gather this week is because Jason's working on live streams, so it sounds the best it can, and that um, <clears throat> we might ask like two people to come sit in the, out here so I can preach to someone because empty pews are really boring, got to tell you all. But we're in this weird time, aren't we? How many of your schedules just opened up this week like nothing else ever has before? You know? I'll tell you, the best part is Vicki on, on, I think it was Thursday, she looked at me and she goes, what if you were told you couldn't leave your house for two weeks? And I got this grin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, maybe you should get a TV set up first. And I said, are you kidding? You give me two weeks at home, I'll have the TV up in three days. <laughs> It's not easy, though. There's a lot of questions over why people aren't meeting, why groups aren't happening. 8.30, one of the prayer concerns was, we don't even have the sports to go home and watch while we're having to stay home. So what do we do? How do we make it? How do we do this? Well, I'm always so grateful for the Spirit of Christ, for the Holy Spirit that inspires us. A couple, or about a week ago, Matt and I gathered, got together to figure out this worship service. It was about a week and a half last week. And he said, Tessa, I don't understand this scripture. And I said, I don't either. Let's not use that one. We're going to use this other one. And so we actually changed to the Matthew 25 scripture for today. And as I was preparing for this morning, I realized how perfect this is. Because we have two scriptures today, two words of Christ, of God, two messages that we get to hear in the midst of turmoil and, let's just face it, fear. Any of you been scared yet? You know? I mean, I am going to tell you as your pastor, I'm sitting here going, how many funerals will I do? I have a colleague who has asthma, and she just she said, I just can't meet this week. And I said, then don't meet this week. And she said, it, it breaks my heart not to gather with my people. You know, we, we, we claim you, by the way, as ours. And so... <clears throat> 
Our first scripture this morning is this reminder from Joshua. Joshua, who, who took over the leadership of the Israelite people from Moses. Joshua, who led the people into the promised land. And it wasn't easy. And they, they then went and lived among strangers in a strange place. And they, they, they had to figure out how to make a place for themselves. And, and in doing that, people lost their way. They got scared. They became fearful. And Joshua is in this scripture, this passage, telling the people, it is your job to choose whom you will serve. It's your job to figure out if you're going to live in fear or if you're going to live in hope, if you're going to be uncertain or if you're going to trust God. But as for me and my house, he says, we will serve the Lord. How do we do that? I believe it's a choice we make every single day. To say, okay, I'm balancing what the recommendations of the world are with what God desires of me. Because we, in the midst of all of this, are not going to just have one or two people wanting to hold up this sign, are we? You know? Just so you know, <clears throat> is it Todd Bollinger? Lisa and Todd? Steve, thank you. I knew I'd get his name wrong. I'm sorry, Steve, if you watch this. At the 8.30 service, one of the comments was that Steve says, if you need it, he has toilet paper. <laughs> I have a colleague who posted, we have a page that we can just post our rants and nobody ever hears about them. It's a beautiful thing. And I have a colleague who said, we went in to do a deep clean in our church and when we got there, he found out somebody had stolen all of our toilet paper. Can you imagine? We have a world wanting to hold up this sign, seeking human kindness, looking out for each other, caring about each other. You know, the best part of what's been happening this week has been all of the really creative ways we're coming up with to connect with each other. I'm so excited. I called the district superintendent and said, do you have any advice? And he said, do what you feel best is for your church and talk to your leaders. Okay. I said, now worship attendance. He goes, worship attendance is out the door. I said, thank you. You know, thank you. Because now I'm not going to worry so much about the numbers. And the question now becomes, how do we stay connected? How do we care about each other? First thing I have figured out is I want us to call each other. Now, there's a lot of you and one of me. So if you would like to help with this, I invite you to call the office, to email me, to send a note, whatever it takes, and say, hey, I would be happy to call people. We'll give you 10 names or so, and, or even five names, one for every day. And we'll go ahead and call a person a day to make sure we're connected, to make sure we're we're working together to make sure people are okay. Check on your neighbors. And as um, I think our bishop said, if you don't know them, find out who they are and then check on them. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's the world we live in. Because our second scripture, I think, is, is the follow-up to, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it's that reminder of this message that Jesus gives that reminds us of being the hands and feet, the people who show the human kindness to the world, 
That is what sets us apart and brings about the kingdom of God. By still gathering together to make the meal, the, the sack lunches. It's vital. I couldn't not do it. Tie blankets aren't going to be as important because we're coming out of the cold season. You know, we're still, that's still important, but what else do we need to do, though? What, how has our, have our priorities changed? Is it going to be that we're going to have people, like we've already received a phone call from somebody who said, I have diabetes, my doctor said I can't get this, I am secluded, totally and completely in home. Is it going to be that we go to the pharmacy and pick up the prescription and drive it to the house so that they can get the things they need? Are we going to be making it so that we can um, go shopping for people? They, they do their online, we pick it up, we take it to them. You know? I don't know. I don't know what this is going to look like. What I do know, though, is that there's a quote that I forgot to share at 8.30 service that I have watched, that I have seen come up so often in the last week. And it's that quote by Fred Rogers, you know, that Presbyterian pastor who did Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it said, every time there was a catastrophe, my mom always said, now Fred, whenever things totally go wrong, I want you to look for the helpers. There's always helpers. How do we be the helpers? The hands and feet of Christ, the ones who, help, who serve one another, who care about one another, because we can't stop everything. We can't quit living, even as we say, okay, we're going to take a break from gathering as big groups of people, and it's important to do that, because that too is serving. You know, am I scared for myself to get this? No. Honestly, no. Am I scared for myself to get this and to give it to my niece who has Down syndrome? Yes. My dad who has Parkinson's? Yes. Some of you? Yes. We have people here who are not here because they have, or have, have overcome cancer. We have people who have underlying health conditions. We have people who need us to say, we're going to take a step back and, and make our schedules not happen so that way we can keep you healthy. Any of you ever been in a hospital or an emergency room when, all the, when it took forever to get to a room? Do you know why? Somebody's sicker than you. I've been in one during flu season where there were no beds. That's a scary situation to be in for a family. All of our beds are full. That's the worry. And so through this time, I invite you to watch emails, Facebook. We're going to figure out how to do mass phone calls. I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to figure it out. It's my goal. Because um, that's one of the things we might do is just daily devotions over the phone. You have a time that we record a message and you get a phone call and we listen to our daily devotions together. I don't know. We're going to see how creative we can be. There's actually a place for song lyrics that you can go online. You can put in the song. I haven't had it work yet, but I promise this is going to happen and I'm going to send things to people. Where you put in a song and it teaches you how to wash your hands to that song. Isn't that cool? You know, and sometimes we'll use a little humor. Like, there's actually a, a, a cartoon out where there's like a, 
a red line, like right where the pews are, and the person is standing behind the red line, and the pastor's on this side, and they lob the communion bread so the person can catch it. (laughs) We won't do communion that way, I promise, but it's funny. (laughs) And how do we keep our sense of humor? And remember that God is still God. God is still in charge. God is still the one who, as David said, heals. The one who still inspires. The one who who gives us the love and the encouragement. And at at those moments in the day when we feel most scared and most worried and most confused about what we do, what we should do, how we do it, God steps in and says, I'm here. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here to give life. I'm here to give courage. I'm here to give strength and insight and guide your steps. I'm here to to help it all work so that you can remember we don't go alone. When we choose on this day that we will serve the Lord, wow, miracles happen. People are fed, people are healed, help is given, hope is restored. And all people have enough. The question is, how do we do that? Just so you know, we're not closing Lost and Found down. It will still happen. We're still going to do the most important ministries that we do, and that is our ministries that serve others. We might not do as many social gatherings face-to-face. I might be teaching you all how to do Zoom meetings. You never know. By the way, I have an account. (laughs) But the good news is, is through all of this, we have a world where what this illness has taught us is we are so very connected. So very connected. You know, it took the bubonic plague... 300 years to go as far as it's taken three months for this. That's huge. I mean, that, our world has just sped up. So now the question becomes, how do we intentionally say, let's slow down? Let's just be. Be with God, be with one another, and serve. It's my goal. I hope you'll join me as we do this and as we care for one another. And yeah, for a while I'm still going to do elbow bumps or toe taps, if you can. Somebody told me at Bible study on Thursday, some of us can't do toe taps because we don't have that good of balance. (laughs) But at the same time, we're going to be here for one another. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us, that you don't forsake us, and that you remind us when we are most confused, most worried, most full of fear and anxiety that we can take a deep breath. Let your spirit guide us and know you're not alone. We're filled with your love, with your courage, that no matter what comes, we have a promise of your glory, your eternal glory. Help us share that promise with the world. Give to one another so we can experience it now, especially as the world gets more and more scared and out for themselves. Thank you, God, 
that you can remind us to serve, to share, to love. Amen.